Dynasty Blueprint with Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to another edition of the Dynasty Blueprint. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell, joined as always by Matt Williamson and Ray Garvin. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm really excited about this one. And we, we were talking off the air. can't believe we haven't talked about this guy yet because he is an exciting dude. He is. He is. And I know he's one of Ray's favorites. So I know, I know our guy Ray is juiced up to talk about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Guys, at this point, we're one week away from the NFL draft. We're we're probably one week and one day, I would guess, from finding out which team Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to land with. I'm guessing he's a second-day pick, but we'll get into all of that. Of course, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the running back from LSU, really enjoyed a breakout season in his third year, his his junior season at LSU. And Ray, we've talked about this LSU team a lot, obviously, with Burrow and with Justin Jefferson and now with with Edwards Alaire and it's it really is just an amazing story. It was an amazing offense and if you go back a year, Ray, you're in some Devi leagues with me and, and some of your own as well. Um, I'm in a ton. These guys were not even on the radar really. I mean we knew the names, but we kind of brushed them off and and really John Emery, who was the incoming freshman running back this time a year ago, he was probably the most most valuable Devi prospect ahead of Jefferson Edwards Alaire, Burrow, maybe even ahead of Jamar Chase, who's now the top dog overall. It's it, what a year it's been for this, these. Yeah, LSU I guys. mean, what you just said, it 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 kind of sends chills down my spine because what you said is one hundred percent accurate. This time last year, if we were talking about the most valuable fantasy asset, dynasty asset on that LSU Tigers team, it would not have been Jamar Chase. It wouldn't have been Joe Burrow. It doggone sure wouldn't have been Edwards Hilaire or Jefferson. It probably would have been John Emery Jr. And I just find it so interesting that, you know, even myself coming into 2019, I I said it on my podcast. I said by week five of the 2019 season, John Emery Jr. would have will have passed up. I didn't even know how to pronounce Edwards Hilaire's last name, right? I was just like, he would have (laughs) he's going to have surpassed him and be the starting running back. And Clyde just said, nope, it's not happening. And he seized that opportunity. And not only did he seize it, I, when you talk about maximizing it, he just, I, I don't know what else he could have done uh, with, with his opportunities in 2019. The season that he had uh, was just amazing, a- as was just about every other player who was on that LSU offense in 2019. But you know, there was every opportunity for somebody else to take that role from Clyde. And uh, the, he said, nope, not happening. And, uh, yeah, he had a fantastic season. Isn't that a red flag, though? Like, I love Edwards Hilaire, and Burrow's awesome, and I would take him if I'm the Bengals. And Jefferson has no chance to get out of the first round, nor should he. But none of them were considered great talents, especially Hilaire and Jefferson. And how much did the Burrow... Brady tide rise all ships, you know, like to me, it's a little bit of a red flag. Yeah. I don't know if I would say red flag. It's definitely something to consider though. Uh, in that, I mean, we talked about Jefferson, uh, a a few weeks ago that he was uh, Ray. I think you said he was a two-star prospect or three-star prospect coming in. They basically gifted him a, a scholarship because of his older brothers. I mean, Burrow was, Burrow was a, a highly recruited prospect, but he, he bounced around, didn't work out at Ohio State, ends up there. And, and I'm not even sure about Edwards Alaire, Ray. I'm sure you'll tell us kind of his recruiting background, but 
I don't think he was viewed as as the stud running back coming in, certainly. 5'7". Uh, yeah. <laughs> Looking at his career, his freshman season, pretty quiet. Gets about, uh, gets about 35 touches total. His sophomore season, and this is this is what makes me think he should have been more on the radar, as should Jefferson and, and all these guys. He had a respectable year, 658 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. He was involved in the passing game a little bit, almost 100 uh, yards as a receiver. And then he just blows up as a junior, 215 carries, 1,414 rushing yards, 16 touchdowns, 55 catches for 453 <laughs> yards. And guys... I saw Graham Barfield talk about this on Twitter. He he basically said the same thing uh, with us earlier this week that Edwards Hilaire is the best route runner he's seen from the running back position since uh, Christian McCaffrey. And obviously that's high praise. There's some people calling Clyde Edwards Hilaire the RB one in this class above Jonathan Taylor, above uh, DeAndre Swift and JK Dobbins and Cam Akers. And these are not just, slouches our guy Sigmund Bloom thinks he's RB1 and and a few other uh, people I really respect do as well Ray let's get into it you you got a unique factor status I I, I really there here's the thing and I guess the unique fact which I mean we can all look it up is first of all you touched on so many good points Ryan I mean Matt to your to your question to Ryan about, you know, it being a red flag. I just think that the entire LSU offense is the, is it's the biggest conundrum in the 2020 class. How much, how much of all of these guys, Edwards, Elaire, Jefferson, Chase, Burrow, Thaddeus Moss, how much of them, how much of it was them individually as talents and how much of it was Joe Brady? Because the same core of players were there in 2018 and that LSU team was not good at all. You know, they weren't a good team. They kind of turned it on a little bit later, but it just seemed like when Joe Brady came over from the Saints, everything took off for them. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's a red flag, but it's definitely uh, a question mark that I have for Bur- Burrow, Jefferson, Edwards E. Lair. It, it is something that will be interesting to kind of follow. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I have my foot on the gas pedal on all those guys, but it just the red flag is what if Edwards Hilaire was at Florida State and Akers was at LSU or Utah and Zach Moss switched or UCLA and Edwards Hilaire switched? Would we be talking about him at all? I mean, I love him, but boy, it it's an oddity. It's an oddity. I think it is too. And and Ray, we don't want to go down this rabbit hole too much, but if you are a Debbie player, like we talked about earlier. I think we have to factor in Jamar Chase into this conversation too, because he goes from having a, you know, a fine freshman year, but certainly not on the radar. And in fact, in a lot of the leagues I'm in where we're bringing 20 or 30 new Debbie players into our league each year, he wasn't even, he wasn't even drafted or or wasn't really in the mix. Um, And now according to most, he's the number one Debbie player in college football, wow. he's he's leapfrogged Rondell Moore. There's not really m- many running backs to to consider right now, other than the the guys who went back to school, Etienne, and these guys. But basically, Jamar Chase is is locked in as the 101 in Devi drafts. And Ray, if I told you that next year LSU takes a major step back, not only because of all these players leaving, but because and and maybe mostly because Joe Brady is gone. And if I if I were to tell you that. Jamar Chase is, 
you know, maybe maybe he's not the 101 next year. Maybe he's 105, 106. Would that even surprise you? Uh, Ryan, and again, I'm not going to go deep down that rabbit hole with you, but I'll just say I've got questions. And I'm, I, yes, Chase is talented. All these LSU guys are talented. But we have – I just think we should just tread a little lightly with the praise that they're the best – Chase is the best wide receiver prospect since insert – Hall of Fame wide receiver's name that, you know, Edwards Elaire is the best. And, and, and here's the thing. We really could spend a whole show just talking about LSU and everything that was surrounding them and, and Joe Brady. But, you know, back to Edwards Elaire, one of the interesting things about him is he sort of came out of nowhere. But if you look his, at his recruiting history, I mean, he was a top, I know it doesn't sound like much, a top 400 guy. Uh, he did have offers from Mississippi State, Oklahoma. I mean, he was he was a three star prospect, but he was he was decently recruited, right? It wasn't like a Justin Jefferson, so he definitely had um, the talent coming out of high school. I just think when you look at a running back who's five foot seven, and at the time he was sub two hundred pounds. Um, I mean, he was very much sub two hundred pounds. It, it's it is a question mark as to what. What are you getting with Edward Lair at the next level? And I, I know we'll talk about it, but it's just, I, I love his talent. I agree that I think he is the best route running running back in this class and the best route running running back we've seen since Christian McCaffrey. What he can do out of the backfield, it's just natural. He's, he's, a, he's a natural at it. Had a couple of drops here and there, but he's, he's, he's a really solid back. He's just a small back. Ray, let's get into the data a little bit. What does that tell you about Clyde Edwards Alaire? I mean, you you kind of hit it, Ryan. I mean, it's it showed that on, you know, less than 220 carries, he accumulated 1400 rushing yards, 55 receptions. That's that's what we're looking for out of our running backs in fantasy football. That ability to carry a workload, whatever that workload is, between the tackles and then do damage on the outside and then at the perimeter levels, catching the ball out of the backfield. Alvin Kamara, like, there are a lot of running backs. It's easy to just jump to the Christian McCaffreys, to the Kamaras, but there are a lot of running backs who possess that pass-catching skill set, right? No one wants to talk about, you know, James White, but he's a staple in PPR formats, right? So I think the data just tells us that, Within that offense, and even go back to his junior season, because he, he wasn't bad as a junior. I thought he had okay numbers. I didn't see what was happening. I didn't see this coming. But I think the data just tells us he's a, he's a, he's a solid, solid running back with a unique skill set that fits today's NFL. Yeah, I'm more excited about what the film will tell us, and I can't wait to get to that. But, but folks, do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM? Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? Well, here's your chance to prove it. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manager to coach. Dynasty Owner is for the smart and elite fantasy football player. There's no off-season at Dynasty Owner. The rookie draft matters, free agency matters, and every contract matters. Come to a startup draft in 2020 using actual NFL player contracts and salaries, then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie draft, and then by trading players and draft picks. Win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. 
The mobile app is in development and will be ready to download on iOS and Android in time for the rookie drafts this May. Mock drafts are open now on desktop and mobile browsers. To learn more and mock draft for free, go to www.dynastyowner.com. Right, let's get into the film a little bit. Uh, before we do, I, I did want to throw out those, those 55 catches. I mean, we're used to, we've kind of been spoiled by these NFL numbers, right? And, and CMC catching 100 balls. 55 catches, that put uh, that put Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fifth in the nation among running backs for receptions in college football last year. So uh, big numbers for him as a pass catcher, and that's why Graham Barfield and so many others are so excited about his upside as a pass catcher out of the backfield. What did you see on film, Ray? Yeah, and, I, and without even looking at those numbers, I can tell you right now that one of the running backs who was ahead of him was out of Washington State, Max Borgie. I mean, that's just what they do is throw the ball to the running backs. For an SEC back to catch 55 balls, and, and they weren't dump-offs, right? And the film shows you that. They weren't, you know, oh my gosh, Joe Burrow can't find anybody, just check it down to Edwards Alaire. No, he was running choice routes out of the backfield, angle routes, option routes, out routes, lined up at the slot, lined up outside. Joe Brady said, we have a pass-catching weapon here. Let's scheme plays for him. It's so – and you should be excited if you're a Carolina Panthers fan or you own any piece of the Carolina Panthers offense. There were times where he would put the wide receiver in the backfield, Jamar Chase, as the running back, offset a shotgun quarterback, and then put his running back out wide in the wide rec- – just confusing the heck out of defenses, right? But the tape shows – I mean, when you're talking about an elusive player, right, there are multiple ways to be elusive, whether that's through power, through agility, through speed. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is sort of a mix of all three. To be five foot seven, 207 pounds, he's quite powerful. He's extremely elusive. His spin move is probably the, the nastiest thing that we're going to see out of any 2020 running back. I mean, he just, the way he times up and sets up defenders with lateral quickness, with agility, uh, very good burst through the line of scrimmage. The thing that you do see on tape a lot is he will, on deep long runs, there are times where he's going to get caught from behind, you know, and we kind of saw his deep long speed at the combine. I think it was a 4-6, so he's not a blazer, but he does have a, a good explosion and burst to get through the line of scrimmage, hit the second level. Lateral quickness is ridiculous. What he can do out of the backfield catching the ball, we, we continue to harp on this because it is a skill set. If you put a linebacker on Clyde Edwards-Elair at the next level, it's not going to end well for the defense. Do you really want, you know, if, if you got a safety trying to cover, it's just there are so many things that an offensive coordinator can do with him, but he's a running back, right? So let's make sure he can run the doggone ball, and he can do that, right? He, he showed that he can handle a workload of over 200 carries, uh, running in between the tackles. They weren't just toss sweeps outside. He's truly a complete running back for as far as what he can do with the ball in his hands. The problem, and I think he is probably the worst in this class that I've scouted, is on third downs and pass protection. Yeah. He has zero interest blocking. He will get your quarterback absolutely leveled, all right? And it has nothing to do with his stature because there are players who are shorter who are physical in the run blocking game. And I know we've talked about it on here, Matt. As long as you can show me that you're not afraid of contact, right, that you'll you'll take on a blitzing linebacker, you'll be coached up your proper technique at the next level. He looks like he has zero interest whatsoever in pass pro, zero. I mean, I, 
I've seen him get steamrolled. I've seen him do the Olay block where he just kind of gets out of the way. It's just not pretty. I think it is probably the worst in this class at pass protection. So, again, when you got a player like Edwards Alaire, you don't want him in there pass blocking, right? If you're in there in third and third and long, we need you running a route. But there are going to be times where uh, he is going to get the quarterback absolutely leveled because he is not good at it. Not good at it. He was asked to do it, and it, it just is not pretty. It's probably the, the, the most disappointing part of his game that I've scouted. Let's stick with the negative here because I, we mentioned this a little bit with Graham earlier in the week, and it's a big concern for me because I think you can brush it off and say, well, he's not good in protection. We're going to send him on a routes. But def- defenses can dictate things. Like this has even hurt Saquon Barkley where if you know you have a back in the game that doesn't protect well – well, I'm going to show blitz like crazy. And how many times have you seen Brady bring a back from detached into a sidecar situation to pick him up? Well, you can make these guys do things they don't want to do to some degree. And in case people don't realize, I mean, he is 5'7 and an eighth. He His wingspan is basically 70 and a half inches, which is seven inches shorter than A.J. Dillon. It's six inches shor- shorter than... Darrington Evans and Joshua Kelly. It's five inches shorter than Cam Akers. I mean, not huge human beings. Taylor's five inches longer. So he, in protection, defenders are going to get their hands on him before he's going to get their hands on him on them every time. And you notice too. I mean, much has been made of Joe Burrow. You know, and Brady changed everything to five man protections. And because he could handle it so well, and he'd kind of chip or bump somebody on the way out, but not stand him up. But he doesn't do much of it either. Uh, the points that you just made, Matt, uh, that's concerning. I yeah. mean, you know, when you when you when you take that into consideration, and you're right, the defender will engage him before he engages the defender, and it's lights out at that point. He's just not big enough. He's not big enough to handle. You know, you got Chandler Jones bearing down on you from the outside, and, right. and the the quarterback brings Edwards Elaire in. To pay. I mean, you're, that's asking for disaster right there. Uh, so you know, and and I respect everybody's opinion on you know the, those that have him high as RB one, RB two. But I just I, I don't think you can just rely on the fact that he caught a bunch of passes and he has a good spin move to elevate him to that point because there are some. I'm going to say weaknesses or negatives to his game that aren't his fault. You know, he does he doesn't have any control over being 5-7 with tiny a tiny wingspan, but that's you're right. The NFL defensive coordinators will scheme him. Oh, you think you, I'm going to let you run him out on a route? I'm about to bring all these guys in the box and we're going to show blitz mm-hmm. and force your quarterback to bring the running back back. Okay, check check. Clyde, you got to come back in and when that happens, it, it it's a problem. Right, right, right. <laughs> And it could keep him off the field is what, for our purposes. Well, yes, that is a very good point. Ray, let's talk about uh, other players you kind of see in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's game. Uh, I think we've we've probably all heard kind of the same names, and these feel a little lofty to me, but MJD, Devontae Freeman, are you seeing that level of success and production in the league? Or who does who does Clyde remind you of? Nope, I, I don't see it. I know it's an easy comp to make. Ray Rice, Maurice Jones-Drew, shorter running backs that you know had success at the next level. But uh, I've settled in on my comp for Edwards Elaire, 
and it's a another running back with a similar skill set, and that's um, I don't even know if he's on a team right now, but former New England Patriot and Tennessee Titan mm-hmm. Deion Lewis. That's mm-hmm. more of what I see in Edwards Elaire. And 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 if you think about it, three four years ago we were all really excited about Deion Lewis, oh, yeah. right? We were like, oh my gosh, he's that pass catching weapon. He showed that he could run the ball between the tackles. You know, very, but you know, Deion Lewis had injury history. But I, I see a lot more Deion Lewis in Clyde Edwards Elaire than MJD, than Devonta Freeman, than any of those guys. I, I think his skill set is—he's a thicker, uh, a thicker version of Deion Lewis, in my opinion. I think that's more of a realistic comp for me, opposed to going MJD, who was a yeah. stud running back and more seemed more physical to me. I mean. Won the high school Gatorade Player of the Year as the offense and defensive player of the year. Maurice Jones-Drew, just a little fun fact there. Um, but I see a lot more Deion Lewis in his game than, than those guys. Deion Lewis was a handful of pit. I mean, like, that's not it, really a negative, but he's not the interior runner that Freeman and MJD are. I mean, I think that's a great comparison. Correct. Yeah, that one does make correct. sense. And, and just for the record, Ray, Deion Lewis is Saquon Barkley's new backup with the Giants, so... Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't. I did not it's, know that. Okay, at the very least, an upgrade over Wayne Gallman, right? <laughs> <laughs> or or Perkins or yeah. whoever else they had handling the ball. Yeah, that's that's probably a good yeah good spot for Dion. But you see what happened, right? Dion is 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 as much flashes as he showed. You know, with his brief stint with New England. You know, and again, injury withstanding. Uh, he just he wasn't the guy that you were going to hand the ball to 250 times a season and expect him to I just don't think you want that out of Edwards Elaire. I just don't. Well, right, we're going to get into the the dynasty value, the current ADP of Clyde Edwards Elaire both in rookie drafts and and startup drafts. Before I do that though, I want to just hear your opinion. I I called him your guy at the beginning of the show. That was kind of my impression. It it seems like you've cooled off though. This this kind of had a, some negative tones. So all things being equal, we'll we'll know more in a week with landing spots and draft capital. But in a rookie draft, or if you're just thinking about your your top twenty, top fifty rookie rankings, where are you slotting Clyde Edwards Hilaire as of right now? I still think I mean for me, and I still like him, right? I still think he's a very useful fantasy asset, but it's it's important not to have take lock because right after the season Hell, I would have drafted every LSU player 101 overall. Give me Jefferson, give me Burrow, give me Edwards Elaire. But as more information comes out and you really get to study the tape, uh, you know, you can't ignore that offense helped everybody. It helped Clyde, it helped Chase, it helped Burrow. Uh, so when it's all said and done, he's my running back five. I still think he's a first-round rookie pick in Dynasty. Uh, towards the back of the first round, I- I'm not taking him in the top six. I'm not taking him over J.K., Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor, or DeAndre Swift, but I do think he's a top five running back in the class. I'd take him before Moss and those others, and there's still a handful of wide receivers I'd probably prefer to Edwards Elaire, but I do think he's a a first-round pick, you know, around the 10-11 spot. That seems about appropriate for him. But it's safe to say Judy, Lamb, Jefferson are ahead of him, and maybe three others. Mims. I, I think I think that I think that's I think that's a fair uh I think that's where the debate is gonna be, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely Judy, Lamb, the four wide receivers, and then from there, you know, I think that's the debate. Do you take a Jefferson or Mims or a Higgins or do you go with Clyde Edwards Elaire there? So Yeah, that makes sense. You you said the four wide receivers. I think you meant the four running backs, and that is 
that's where he sits yes. right now. He's behind those four running backs, uh, the big three plus Cam Akers. He is behind the top two wide receivers. So in rookie drafts, according to our rookie mock ADP at Dynasty League Football, he is seventh overall. He's the 1.07 in rookie drafts. He's the running back five behind the names we all know, Taylor, Dobbins, uh, Swift, and Akers. So he, Akers. he's running back five. And we talked about this with Graham as well. A big gap between Clyde and, and everybody else. You threw out the names Zach Moss and maybe it's Kelly, maybe it's McFarland or Eno Benjamin or whoever whoever is your next uh, favorite after that. I think most people would agree there's a big gap. Probably nobody else worthy of being selected in round one. In startup drafts, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is 52 overall. Uh, in our April ADP, that makes him the RB21. Some players he's being uh, being drafted around, uh, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, a couple veterans are right in front of him. Uh, he is directly in front of Devin Singletary and also Tyler Boyd uh, in that same range as well. So he's not, he's not cheap. Whoa, 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 55 Fi- overall? 52 Dynasty overall. startup? 52. 52. Talk to me, Ray. Wow. I, 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 these, these, these mocks must be rigged. What are you doing, McDowell? What are you, what are you doing with, these, with this ADP here? That is, yeah. that's rich. That's, that's rich. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I would take him over Singletary. I definitely wouldn't take him over Tyler Boyd. Yikes. That's that's rich. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I would take him. I, I might flip that ADP. I might take Singletary and Boyd over him, but I would prefer him over Gurley and Gordon. So, you know, according to that, he's RB21. We could we could easily jump him up to 18 or 19, moving him ahead of those guys. So, yeah. it is rich, but I, I also kind of expect it to increase. And, and guys, I almost skipped by maybe the, the most important conversation is ideal landing spot. Let's let's take a step back. I, I went out of order a little bit. Matt, <laughs> I know this is a guy. You, well, yeah. Yeah, Matt, Matt. This is a guy you've been, you've been <laughs> drooling over for the last month and a half. You want this guy to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Is that right? I, I do. I don't know that it drastically more than Akers, Dobbins, Taylor, Swift. I mean, I think there's a, ch- a very good chance. One of those five will be the 49th pick to the Steelers, and I would have no qualms with any of them. I'm not sure what order I would put them in, but boy, they need big play guys, and he brings that in spades. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Other than Pittsburgh, Ray, what other teams do you see being a good fit for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? I I got the impression you don't see him as that every down back, uh, whether it's because of concerns of of handling the load or – uh, the, those those third down concerns, uh, which is not one we necessarily thought we would have had with him. So, do you think he's a a better fit as a as a committee back? I mean, is he? Can we pair him with Derrick Henry? I, I, I you know it's it's and I'm not making the comp to Kamara because I just said Deion Lewis, but I think in a in a role like Kamara, right mm-hmm. where. I don't know if New Orleans wanted to make him like the the early down grinder and the third down back, but he just he worked so much better when you have a kind of a pounding back. And then Kamara goes in there for three or four series and he handles six or seven carries, catches four balls, and then Ingram comes back in or now Latavius Murray. So I wouldn't say he's a committee back. I think he can be 
a lead fantasy back, but you still want to have another pounder there. I don't a, a place like with Derrick Henry. I don't think that would work well because Henry's gonna he's gonna take mm-hmm. twenty five carries, right? Um, but you know, a place. Oh, I hate doing this, but Kansas City, right? If he ends up in, if he ends up in Kansas City, I mean, he's skyrocketing because sure. they're going to use a different, you know, a stable of backs, but it'll have his role. And and you really, you think about James White. What made him so special is when it was two minute drills, and you know, it's fourth quarter, and they're driving down the field. It's James White on the field, and I think. Regardless if it's Derrick Henry or whomever, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be on the field in those situations to kind of move those chains. And we see it in fantasy. You can rack up a quick 15 points in a two-minute drill with a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, so, you know, of course, Kansas City. Pittsburgh, I think, would be an excellent landing spot for him. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know how sure. Bruce Arians loves to use those type of running backs. And then some sneaky spots. What about the Rams? What about the Rams? Yeah. What I know they I know they've got Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown, but what if they say, you know, let's go ahead and replace Gurley, the Atlanta Falcons. I, I just, you know, to compliment a Todd Gurley. What if he's there to compliment Todd Gurley? I think maybe take over for him in a year. It, it may maybe, you know, I think there's some some good spots that Edwards Elair can fit, land in and and thrive. We didn't say Gr- it. Green Bay, Green, Green Bay, Bay yeah, Green Bay. Right. We didn't how about the Lions? Yeah, Matt Patricia. But <laughs> I know, yeah, that's good, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. The Bears and maybe their new Terry Cohen. I mean, there's a lot of spots he could be useful. Um, my Correct. last note on him, because we haven't said enough good things about him, is you guys might know this equation better than me, but in the fantasy world, someone smart came up with, what is it, 2.8 rushes equals one pass yeah, thrown I think your that's way? A, that's the Scott Barrett. Yes, yes. I mean, if he gets six to eight targets a game... That's the same as getting 24 carries mixed in with 5 to 10 carries, yeah. you know? Yep, very good Very good yep. point, good reminder. Ray, I'm going to go back to, to end the show. I'm going to go back to you. You mentioned Kansas City. If the Chiefs draft Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the second round, let's forget everything else. Is he your 101 rookie pick? <laughs> Bro, yeah. he's up there. I'd say he'd, he he's up there. I don't know if he'd be 101 but he wouldn't. He wouldn't go past one hundred and three, and that's for sure, for certain. Quick note on the Chiefs. Sorry, I have to throw this out there though. They picked up the Andre Washington. I don't think that means nothing. No, I don't think so either. And and Ray himself, I saw on Twitter say this likely means no running back. And and yeah, I mean yeah, DeAndre Washington so uh, is a player. We should not ignore him. Uh, and he also has a uh, has a relationship with with. Some of those guys on the Chiefs that you might have heard of. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time with more Dynasty.